Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We know the nature of God, the character of God. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful, and He's everywhere at the same time. All-knowing, He knows everything. He's all-powerful. That's why there's nobody greater than God. And third, He's everywhere at the same time. The Holy Spirit is here and here. Now, Satan has none of those three. He isn't all-powerful. He absolutely isn't all-knowing. Now, he knows a lot of stuff about you and me because we all kind of fall into the same kind of temptations. And he can't be everywhere at the same time. To some extent, people are misled when others do not tell them about evil. Some people don't believe evil exists in the world. They don't believe in the power of darkness. And they don't believe in Satan. We, as Christ followers, are in a continual battle against our adversary, Satan. He is not an enemy of flesh and blood, but rather a spirit being. His sole intent is to cause havoc for each one of us in order to get us off track of the plan God has for our lives. He waits until we're at a vulnerable place before bringing out his attack. This is why we have to be on guard every single day. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 for part one of our message entitled, Satan and the Power of Darkness. You can turn to Revelation chapter 12, we'll be right there. I want to show you something interesting. Here's a picture from a few months ago, and then I have an update this morning. A satanic group says Oklahoma must give the devil his due. This is a a satanic group is making a statue of the devil. It's kind of this goat figure that's been pretty much demonic all these years. And they're protesting the Ten Commandments were placed in the State House lawn in Oklahoma City. So they want their right due. This is a picture of spiritual warfare. Their Satan is, does Satan have anybody around him? Children. That should wake us up this morning. Children. So this reminds us that we're living in two worlds, visible and invisible. There's a war that's going on this morning. It's a spiritual war. I want to give you an update. Somebody sent me an email. Here's the update. Last night, an Oklahoma man who reportedly heard voices in his head drove a car into the Ten Commandment monument at Oklahoma State Capitol, destroying it. The man, a satanist, drove the car into the tablets, was arrested this morning, and he claimed Satan told him to run over the Ten Commandments. True story. See, you talk about up-to-the-date news. This, this is better than Fox. You came here and got the news right here. It's amazing. So what is this? We see two sides battling. We see those who worship God and those that worship Satan. 
Now, I want to write, I want you to write a couple things this morning. Here's the first thing I want you to write. Spiritual warfare is real with eternal consequences. Notice what Paul says. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the, notice this, the unseen world. The visible and the invisible. Pastor Mark, I don't believe in any of that ridiculous stuff. Exactly. You've already been deceived. There is a real world physical and a real world invisible. It's spiritual. Notice he continues. Against mighty powers in this dark world, the world of Satan, against evil spirits, demons, in the heavenly places. Now, as you begin to see that, you understand that Satan is attacking our world. We are at war. And it's more than just this general picture. Sometimes we don't get it. Oh, we're getting it today. Remember Ottawa this week? Nice, beautiful town in Canada. Kind of easygoing, safe. Nothing ever happened. After the attack from a jihadist killing people, what do we hear from the leaders in Ottawa? We never thought it could happen here. Spiritual warfare is not only real, it is absolutely personal. It's personal. Notice this first. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So the battle is real Do you know this morning there are numerous cities now in the United States where the police, men and women, will not wear their uniforms on the streets? Do you have any idea why? Because the jihadists are after them. So understand, it's personal. That first picture you saw with Satan, is it an accident that children are on that statue? No, it is not. So Satan's after our marriages, he's after our children, he's after this church and every church that serves Jesus Christ. It is real, it is personal, you need to wake up. Well, Pastor Mark, it could never happen in Melbourne. Get real. It's happening right now. Now, there's no need to fear, you'll see that. And we're not here to do a political thing. This isn't political, this is spiritual. That's why we're in church to understand this. Now, it's hard for us to understand how this could happen because on the, on the sixth day of creation, God sat down and he basically said this. Everything he created, it was good. Actually, it says very good. So how in the world today did we get to a, a crazy world that's filled with sin and sickness and death and heartache and tragedies? How in the world did this ever get to this place, if it was good? Well, I put a few things on Facebook. Every week on Thursday, I put a few things on Facebook. And I put a couple comments in there. And there was a lot of debate, normally not much debate, of people reading it, arguing about something. I loved it. Because one of the things that the world says is this. If there is a God, he couldn't be loving, because why did God allow Satan to create this crazy world? Well, one of my statements was this. God never created Satan. Oh, it went crazy. Well, 
That's true. Listen, God never created Satan. God created Lucifer, who was a perfect high-ranking angel in heaven. He was actually a worship leader in heaven. Lucifer, like all the other angels and all humans, was created with something that is amazing. Choice. A free will. Lucifer, as he began to worship and serve God, he became dissatisfied. He didn't want to worship God anymore. Instead, he wanted to be worshipped. He still wants to be worshipped today. And so as pride filled Lucifer's heart, he rebelled and chose his own way. So we discover that sin didn't happen on the earth initially. Sin happened in heaven from a free will. Now, when this Lucifer came to the earth, he was given a different name. I want you to see how this looks. This is a picture. You don't have to turn there because I'm going fast this morning. Look at this passage in Isaiah right here. Isaiah 14. You can look it up later. This is what happened when Lucifer, an angel created perfect, fell to the earth. How you have fallen from heaven. Notice what he was in heaven. O shining star, son of the morning. That's That is Lucifer. You have been thrown down to the earth by God, you who destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, I will, watch all the I wills, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. In other words, I'm going to be worshipped. I will preside over the mountain of God's far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. By the way, I will, I will, I will. That's sin. Satan, Lucifer, the first selfie in the world. Hey. And what was he saying? I'm going to be above God. I'll be worshipped. How many of you are glad this morning that God always has the last word? Could I hear your hand? Amen. So God says, really? Okay, I guess I give up. No, what, what God says right here. And God says, oh, no, no, no. You will be brought down to the place of the dead, down to its lowest depths. You think you're going to outrule me? I already know your outcome. The lake of fire forever. So we see this sin, these prideful I wills. Sometimes we complicate sin so much, but it's very simple. I'd like you to write this down at Sebastian and Vieira and here in Melbourne. Look at this. Sin. S-I-N. I. Self-centered, independent from God. So what happened? Lucifer, star of the morning in heaven, became Satan, which means accuser, when he fell to the earth. Jesus spoke of this in Luke 10. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Look at me. But Satan didn't fall alone. Now watch. I've asked you to turn to Revelation chapter 12. Look at verse 9. One day we'll do all of chapter 12, maybe even in this series because it's so powerful. The great dragon, Satan, was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world 
astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. The Bible tells us that Satan convinced one third of the angels that he was going to be the new leader. He was going to overrule God. Now remember, every angel had a free will, just like you and I have a free will. And he convinced one third of the angels to join him in this rebellion. These angels, when they followed Satan, Lucifer becomes Satan, they are now the demons that are in our world. They are an invisible spiritual army that Satan uses to accomplish his evil purposes against God and against God's children. But you don't have to fear for a number of reasons. Two weeks ago, we taught about Elisha. And remember, one morning, Elisha's servant got up and the enemy army was all around the mountain. And they were outnumbered. And he went back to Elisha and said, man, we're done for. And Elisha said, no, 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 no. God opened my servant's eyes to see the invisible. And when God did, what did he see? He saw all these angels there. And here's what they said. Don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So you don't have to be afraid this morning. One third of the angels became demons. Now, how many of you were good in math when you were in school? Let me see your hand. Okay. How many not too good in math? Okay, you can say amen anyway in a moment, just a moment. In a moment, I want you to say a, a big amen. Can, can you get ready? Can you get ready? doesn't matter whether you're good at math or not. He, here's what I want you to see. Watch this. This, this math never changes. Here we go. Uh, no fear. Two-thirds always defeats one-third. Can I hear an amen? Right now. Yeah, even you guys are two-thirds divided by four. No, no, no. I told you, just say amen. By the way, in the Bible, we know this, what? One angel defeats the rest of them. So you don't have to have fear this morning. So in this invisible world, what do we have? We have demons, one-third of the angels. We have angels, two-thirds. So initially, God created angels, and there was one kingdom, the kingdom of God. There was unity. It was perfect. There was no sin. It was the kingdom of light. But because of free will, Satan, Lucifer, chose to absolutely destroy that. And that sin caused everything to change. So suddenly, instead of having one world perfect, no sin, everything going wonderful, we now have a second kingdom, the kingdom of Satan, which brought disunity and darkness. So I want you to write this down because sometimes you don't get this and we we don't understand how complicated it is. It's not complicated. It's simple. Here it is. There are two kingdoms at war in our world. There's not a third kingdom. There's not a fourth kingdom. You say, Pastor Mark, what, what are you talking about? The kingdom of God, God rules it, and the kingdom of Satan, Satan rules it. Well, Where does that put me? I I don't serve Satan and I don't serve God. Where does that put you? You're already in the kingdom of Satan. You'll see in a moment, everybody's born in the kingdom. Oh, I was not born. You didn't have any choice. You didn't pick your parents. You were chosen. Every person is born in the kingdom of Satan. Now, as that happens, 
we begin to see these two kingdoms are at war. They're at war this morning. They're the war the day that Satan rebelled. It's still, it's an ongoing. It's, it's actually visible as we look at the news, and it's invisible. Everyone in our world, believers and unbelievers, experience much pain and suffering, disaster, and death because of this ongoing battle. Now, every kingdom has a goal. And I want you to think about this. Which kingdom would you choose? We'll start with the first one. The thief, Satan, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. No more. Pastor Mark, I'll choose that kingdom. I, I want to absolutely have everything stolen from me. I want Satan to kill me. I want Satan to destroy me. I, I willingly choose that kingdom. I'll tell you right now. Can I, can I see some hands? You'd like to have that kingdom. Of course not. Well, what's the other goal? The other kingdom is the kingdom of God. Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it to the full, overflowing. How many would choose that life this morning? Praise God. Now, why do some people not get that? Because Satan, you'll see in a moment, has blinded the eyes, the spiritual eyes of unbelievers so that the gospel makes no sense. Pastor Mark, that's crazy. You, you can't just change kingdom by becoming a Christian and believing. Well, of course you can. Paul was assigned a task. Go into the world and pray with God's help to open blinded eyes that they can see the truth of the gospel. That's why pastors teach. So some of you have never, ever joined the kingdom of God. You do that by asking forgiveness of your sins and asking Jesus Christ to come and rule your life. But here's the two kingdoms. They're together. And you might say, well, I'm getting a little fearful now. Well, let me give you a couple things not to be fearful about. Here's the first thing to write. No fear this morning. Even though we're at war, no fear. Satan is not equal to God. Many people think because there's two kingdoms, we have Satan, they think, they think wrongly, who's equal to God. So Satan is fighting God. I don't know what the outcome's going to be. No, no, no. Satan is a created being. God created Satan. He's not equal to God. He is a created being. Now, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit have always been. God created the angels. Lucifer was one of those. So, we know the nature of God, the character of God. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. And he's everywhere at the same time. All-knowing, he knows everything. He's all-powerful. That's why there's nobody greater than God. And third, he's everywhere at the same time. The Holy Spirit is here and here. Now, Satan has none of those three. He isn't all-powerful. He absolutely isn't all-knowing. Now, he knows a lot of stuff about you and me because we all kind of fall into the same kind of temptations. And he can't be everywhere at the same time. Satan can only be in one place at one time. A lot of people say, get out of here, Satan. And in Satan, it's a demon you're talking to. That's why there's millions of demons, because they're all over the world. They can only be in one place at one time. So as you begin to understand this, there should be no fear. Second reason to have no fear, write it down this morning. God places limitations on Satan and his temptations. Anybody here at any of our campuses, you ever gave in to a sin, you were tempted and, and you did it. You, you gave in. Could I see your hand? 
Come on now, let's, let, we're in church, so I'll just wait for a moment till every hand goes up. <laughs> of course, we've all given in the temptation, all of us. Well, what does that mean? Well, I have a free will, but I didn't have to give in. And we'll see that as we move through the scripture. You see, Satan is more powerful than any human. You can't fight Satan. He's more powerful than you and me. But with God in me, I'm more powerful because of God's power than Satan. So understand, he does know human nature. His way of tempting us, which is the biggest thing he does, he just tempts us to sin. He's been doing this a long time. He's pretty good at it. But God will never allow Satan to tempt us with more than you can stand. One day in the book of Job, we're reminded that Satan came to God. He had to get God's permission to tempt Job in this area. No, you can't do that with Job. Over here? Okay. Okay, no problem. He won't, he won't give in to that. But you cannot do that. How many are glad that God limits what Satan could tempt us with this morning? Oh, man. We'd all be gone. We'd all be gone. We just fail constantly. So he is limited. and God is still in control. Now, the reason I don't have any fear is because I'm doing life with God. I'm not doing by myself. I always have God's power to help me to resist and defeat Satan's lies and temptation. Now, watch this, because this is very important for you. Once cast down to the earth, Lucifer becomes Satan. And Satan knew because of that, he's never going to defeat God. Should have known it before, but he was prideful. He's never going to defeat God. So what is he going to do? He's just going to give up. No, he's not going to give up. So since he can't defeat God, who does he have left to try to defeat? People. Raise your hand if you're a people. It started with Adam and Eve. So he's going to take his sights and he says, if I can feed God's creation, yeah, because all God has, the angels have already been divided into angels and demons. All he has is the human he has just created, Adam and Eve. So Turn in the other end of your Bible to the very beginning, Genesis. See, this church, we go from Genesis to Revelation. Isn't that great? Genesis chapter 2. Now, go down to verse 16. Watch what happens. This is amazing. Now, remember, as you get to Genesis, it's not hard to find. It's like the first book, okay? Now, remember, every one of us are related to Adam and Eve, These are the first two people. From them came all of us. Now watch what happens. And the Lord God commanded the man. Verse 16. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Now we don't know how many trees, fruit trees and so forth were there. The garden was perfect. It was called paradise. There was no sin. But Adam and Eve, look at me. Adam and Eve had a free will. Do you believe there is a war going on, not a physical one in the Middle East or in our streets, but a spiritual one with real consequences? Pastor Mark walked us through the ways that Satan will attack us as Christ followers. He reminded us that this is not a physical or a political battle. This is a battle for our hearts and souls. Satan wants to destroy our families, marriages, and any church that teaches the Word of God. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. 
Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on Today's Date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark continues his teaching on Satan and the powers of darkness. He will show us that Satan is more powerful than any human. But as Christ followers, we are stronger. God's power lives within us. God will never allow us to be tempted more than we can handle. When we're tempted, we must tap into the Holy Spirit for victory. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Bonner of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. Let us hear your lessons.